This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It's Friday, March 3rd, 2023, and of course, we are already into March, so the first quarter is going to be, you know, I mean, we're two-thirds through the first quarter. We've survived pretty good so far. The market's really up. It was down uh, and up in January, down in February, but down not nearly as much as it was up. So that's not bad. So we're moving, going to move into the springtime. And it get, gets tougher as the summer approaches. The market gets more difficult as the summer approaches. Always Summer is always weaker than the other. The middle two quarters are always weaker than the first and last quarter of the year. Been saying that for years and years and years. And it continues to bear out truth. That doesn't mean the market's going to go down in the summer. It doesn't mean it's going to go up either. It just means that the other part of the year is stronger than the summer part of the year. And there's lots of speculation. Why is that so? Some people think it's because, you know, investors and traders are on vacation. Therefore, there's less volume and less trading. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm here today on this radio and podcast to help you make most portfolio strategy decisions. You know, where where do you want to be? Where do you need to be? Are you being careful? Are you being too risky? Those kinds of things. And of course, answer any questions on stocks you might have. In fact, I look forward to doing the show. I know uh, I've been off a number of days, but not my choice, really. I love doing the show. I really do enjoy the show. For those who may be new to Invest Talk, let me assure you that I'm always here to give straight and unbiased answers. I have no hidden agenda. I'm not going to try to push anything on anybody. Justin and I don't do that. We don't. You know, we'll help you. We want to help you. We're going to help you, but we don't push products. We don't, we don't do that. We don't get commissions on products. We don't get kickbacks or anything like that. Nothing like that. And so, you know, we, we don't do that. So since we don't do it, we don't have to do it. And we have the freedom to tell you and give you the straight information. So I don't have any hidden agenda here. Uh, the investing situation today is a lot different than what has been because the interest rates switched a couple of, you know, last year, moved from shrinking interest rates to rising interest rates. We haven't seen rising interest rates in what, decades? I'm talking about generally speaking. In the background, yeah, it goes up and down, up and down, fluctuates. But generally speaking, we have rising rates, and they're probably going to continue. I don't know if we're there yet. We're getting close, but we're not there yet. Okay? So we're very different than two, three years ago. Very different. And we're all here to learn something new, right? We all want to know something new. We want to increase our knowledge base. So do I. I like doing it because it's fun. So you just have to have the right mindset. Get your emotions under control. Remember, you don't want fear and greed to make any decisions for you. Fear and greed is the, is the enemy. Fear and greed. The enemy of an investor is fear and greed. Try not to let that work into your thinking. In other words, today I will lead another lesson on how to shape your thinking. 
how to become successful investors, how to do that. And successful investing means you just, you're, you're doing well over periods of time. No one can guess where the market's going to go on a day-to-day basis. That's not how it works. But you can understand how to value stocks, when a stock and a stock market is inexpensive, what sector is a good time to be moving into. Those kinds of things you can learn, and, and they're very consistent. You just have to learn them. My focus point today, can March be a pivotal month for the oil market? Oil. We're going to discuss that. China's economic data is beginning to surprise on the upside. That means demand is going to go up in China. Remember, oil is traded worldwide, not just here in the United States, everywhere. Russia oil production has, is, is probably going to fall. So, and the U.S., are we going to, you know, we are probably the pivotal point as to where oil prices go simply because we're much more transparent in our demand. So the statistics that we pump out as to how much oil is being used, how much uh, gasoline is being used, how much we're pumping out of the ground is very clear. It's not so clear in the Middle East, not clear anywhere else in the world, but it's very clear in the United States. So we kind of, you know, where we go is where it goes. So if our demand increases, oil prices are going to go up. Okay. Time permitting, I also have a few other talking points I want to discuss, things that brought to my attention. Home prices drop for the sixth to eighth month. I'm sure you've seen that. Uh, uh, A few days ago, the chip part, I'm talking about computer chip part of the CHIPS Act is releasing, is now going to spend, we're going to spend $39 billion targeted toward chip companies. Do they need the money? Do they really need the money to do that? No, they don't. But we'll talk about that. And finally, senior deals, deals for seniors in 2023. What kind of deals? I'm talking about, you know, buying things and, you know, and you know, what, what, what we can get as a senior and a discount. Seniors get discounts. So that's what we're going to talk about today, Friday. This is Friday, everybody. Also, since it is Friday... I'll be sharing some of the KPP Premium Newsletter at the halfway mark. Also, we have voice bank questions. ENB, Enbridge, and New York Stock Exchange. Fidelity National Financial on the New York Stock Exchange. I got a couple of iTunes questions, so we'll fit them in. We will. So we got a lot to do today and a lot planned on this episode of the podcast. So I'm going to take your live calls. You can do it now. 888-99-CHART is our number. 888-992-4278. The market had a very good day. I think we had four straight down days. But today, Dow is up 387 points. The Nasdaq up 226 points. And the S&P up 64 points. So we had a good relief rally today. Don't get excited. Just like I said, don't get excited when we had a rally in January. Don't get excited about this. You know, this is going to be a tough year. I said that it was going to be a tough year last year, that 2023 is going to be difficult. But I also said, I think by the end of 2023, the market's going to look a lot healthier. So we'll talk about that. Those are things we're going to discuss, everybody, unless you call and you drive the show. Not me, you do. So let's go ahead and take our first call. Let's go to Alberto in San Jose. How are you doing, Alberto? I'm doing good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. I love your Thank show. You. Thank you. So I'm looking at a dividend ETF. 
D-V-Y-E. Uh-huh. I've held it for a couple of years, and I've reinvested the dividend automatically through my brokerage account, and I've seen uh-huh. it grow slowly. Uh-huh. Do you think I should add uh, a little bit more to it? Well, it depends on how much you have. Let, let me first tell people what it is. This is D-V-Y-E. It is an ETF, exchange-traded fund, seeking performance corresponding to the Dow Jones Emerging Markets Select Dividend Index. So it's focused on emerging markets, and usually they pay higher dividends because they're more risky. Being more risky also means more opportunity. So risky doesn't by itself doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean good, bad. It just means it's more risky. So there's more volatility. I think at this point, I think it's at a good buy point, frankly. You know, I, I think the... the you know, it's fallen from what forty down down here down to twenty five, and it fell a little below twenty three, came up to twenty six, came back down. So in this range is where I think you want to be a buyer. Now you asked if you should add it to your portfolio. How much of your portfolio do you have? This what percentage does it make up of your portfolio? I think it's a little over one percent. Oh yeah, you could add. I would go up to five to seven percent. I would do that. Okay. Okay. Thank 1%, you for that. Yeah, 1% is just too little. It doesn't make a lot of difference in your portfolio. And long it pays a 9.5% dividend. So if it keeps that up, man, I'll take 9.5% all day long. 9.5% a year, I'll take that all day long. Yeah, I'd add to it. Thanks, Alberto. Appreciate the call. The stock market is constantly changing. You must have at least one or two financial investment questions out there. Come on. You do. I know you do. Call Invest Talk. You get to set the agenda, not me. My phone lines are ready and open 888 99Chart. Get ready for a new KPP Financial Wealth Webinar Value Investing, Positioning Your Portfolio for Profitability, Relative Price, and Dividend Payments. The Wealth Webinar will be a crash course on how to structure your value portfolios, providing real examples with assessment tools that KPP Financial uses every day to grow clients' wealth. The webinar will be anchored by KPP Financial CEO and InvestTalk host, Justin Klein, and by KPP Financial Portfolio Manager, Luke Guerrero. Mark your calendar for Wednesday, March 22nd from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific Time. You are invited to a new KPP Financial Wealth Webinar. Be sure to tell your friends and family members it's free and you can register now at investtalk.com. The stock market is constantly changing and serious investors know that they need to modify their portfolio assets to fit the times. And now, with more than 50 million downloads, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley reaffirm their commitment to providing unbiased finance and investment guidance here on InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Oil. It's time to get serious about oil. Now, oil has been very, very good, right? I mean, last year, this year, it's done very well. I mean, you can't, you can't fault uh, oil as an investment. It can't. It's done very, very well. The question is, is it going to continue to do very, very well? And have you noticed on this show, we answer our own questions or we answer your questions directly? 
In other words, I don't hem and haw and say, well, you know, I, I have done that when I really don't know the answer. I'm not sure. But I, if I ask myself a question uh, for you to hear, I'm going to give you the answer. And my answer is, yeah, you still invest in oil. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, China's economic data is coming in and is starting to surprise on the upside, meaning economic data coming out of there. That means that demand for oil is going to go up. And remember, oil is an international traded commodity. Wherever, whoever wants to buy can buy it. Two, U.S. oil demand is starting to improve following a material drop into year in 2022. So the demand in the U.S. is going up. Three, Saudi Aramco... Saudi Arabia's national oil company, is to expect it to increase its official selling price to Asia on the back of higher demand and tighter physical oil market conditions. So prices are going to be pushed up. Russia is reducing production by 500,000 barrels a day. 500,000, that's off the market. And finally, number five, March physical oil trading will show us how the mid-QT balances look. And I'm thinking, we don't have a, a, an extra abundance of oil. And unless we have an economic calamity around the world somewhere, you know, China somewhere, uh, demand's going up. Demand's going up. Supply's getting squeezed. So I think prices are going up, even though prices are pretty high. I still think, I mean, here you are very close on ExxonMobil, Chevron, all the oil companies are near their 52-week highs meaning they're not weakening. But, boy, if you see any weakness, I'd be a buyer. I just think I think you can't miss. I mean, remember, they're paying a – now, Exxon is only dividends now 3.2%. When I we talked about it, it was 4 and 5% as a buy. And now it's 3.2 because the price has gone up. But when you're looking at you're going to make $10.09 a share next year, it's $112 stock. You're looking at 11 PE. It's not that expensive. Turner Equity is 33 on ExxonMobil. Yeah, this is all about ExxonMobil I'm looking at because they're the world's largest or second largest oil company. So I use them as a basis. So I, I don't know. I like it. Okay? So when people take time to leave an Talk podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them. And we do that with a courtesy getting to the questions real fast kind of thing. So we try to do that quickly. This is from Jamel, or Mel. I want to ask, ask what you guys think about BILL, BIL Holdings, Inc. on the New York Stock Exchange. I don't own this stock, but have it in my watch list. It's pulled back, from, it's pulled back to 20, 2021 highs. It's getting close to fair value. What's your opinion? So we're going to look at BILL, and I think we're going to have to pick that up after the break. That's Bill Holdings, Provides cloud-based software that simplifies and automates back office financial operations. So we're going to get to that right after this break, but we're going to take a break now. We're going to the, uh, we still got a lot of material to cover. So I invite your calls, 888-99-CHART. Steve Peasley is here and ready to take your calls live. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. 
what's your call question? You gotta have a question. Before the, before the break, we had a, a question from a, a, a iTunes listener uh, on Bill Holdings provides cloud-based software that simplifies and automates back office financial operations. It is uh, Bill is B I L L is a symbol. Um, it's a nine point six billion dollar company. It's pretty decent size. They're gonna make a dollar four a share this year, then a dollar twenty nine a share last year after losing money every year before that. So this year is the first year they're gonna make money. Sales have been very, very, very nice. Last quarter, the most recent quarter, which would have been December, sales were up sixty six percent to two hundred sixty million dollars. Before that was up 94, then 156 percent, 179. So it's been sales have been increasing and doing very well. But is it worth 90 dollars a share? A dollar 29 per share is what they're going to make. Is that worth 90 dollars? Okay, um, I'm going to say no. It was 300 dollars a share, by the way. And even you know, if you would have asked me back then, I would have said this is astronomically overpriced. But it is going to be overpriced because the sales growth is so strong. They do not have a lot of debt. Management owns 5%. And mutual funds have been slowly buying it over the last year, So even though the stock has gone down. So there's a point where it will stop going down. And this could be the point, but it's still expensive. And it's too rich for me, too expensive for me to really want to buy it. Okay. On Fridays, I generally make time to fit in a quick rundown on the key benchmark numbers. So let me hit some of those. The two-year treasury yield is 4.875%. For perspective, last week it was 4.80. Four weeks ago it was 4.3. Six weeks ago, 4.1. You go way back, I don't know, 50 weeks? 50 weeks? 1.96%. The 10-year treasury is 3.94, so the two-year is still paying a lot more than the 10-year. That's an inverted yield curve that generally is not very positive for the market. And we've seen that the market hasn't done very well since it's inverted. So it's just not a good situation. Um, let's see, gold. Uh, gold uh, last week was $1,812 an ounce. Uh, a few weeks ago, four weeks ago, a month ago, it was 1865, so it's fallen off in the last four, four weeks. Seven weeks ago, it was 1920, so it's fallen off even further. But if you go back further than that, it was, you know, 16 weeks ago, it was $16.52. So it hasn't really done much. It's just hanging in there. Silver is the same. Last week, it was $20.81 an ounce. Four weeks ago, it was $23 an ounce. So it's not, um, silver has not done much. I mean, 18 weeks ago, it was $19. I mean, 48 weeks ago, almost a year, it was $23, and now here's 21 So it hasn't done anything. So the precious metals really haven't done anything, even though we've had high inflation. Because the dollar's been pretty darn strong. Remember, the dollar gets compared to all the other currencies in the, na- in the world, and, you know, our economy looks pretty darn strong compared to other countries, so our currencies have done pretty well. Our currency. Okay, oil, $79.24 a barrel. And I've just said, I just told you, I think it's going up. Four weeks ago, it was $79.60. A year ago, it was like $97 to $100. You know, it got as high as $113. 
I don't know if it's going to break $100, but I think it's going up. I really do. For the summer, going into the fall, I think it's going up. The national average for a gallon of gasoline, $3.39. And it was three fifty five weeks ago. 55 weeks ago, over a little over a year, it was 357. So it's now 339. So oil has been pretty steady. I mean, gasoline has. I think it's going to go up. I don't think it's going to be anything dramatic, you know, but I do think it's going to go up. So be prepared for that. In California, it's $4.86. Up 11 cents, by the way, um, since uh, a week ago. It's already going up here, of course. If you want to pump oil, go to Wisconsin, $3.22. That's cheap. Pretty cheap. $1.64 cheaper than us here in Western in California. You probably noticed that Justin and I are very happy in having reached 50 million podcast downloads. We really are. To celebrate, KPP Financial is giving away 50 free subscriptions to the KPP Premium Newsletter. This is our 50 for 50 million. Thank you for helping us succeed 50 million downloads. That's, that's, I think, a pretty good milestone for us. So if you'd like a chance to win a free newsletter subscription, just follow Invest Talk on social media platforms from Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Then be sure to like and tag three friends on your 50 for 50 million podcast. It's that easy. And help us spread the word. We'll be picking 10 winners each week for the next four weeks. You want a free newsletter. So, so follow Invest Talk and also tell your friends. The prize is one year free subscription to the KPP Premium Newsletter. Remember, it comes out weekly. That's 52, 52 publications. Okay? The KPP Premium Newsletter would normally cost $199. You get it for free. Again, just follow Invest Talk on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and be sure to like and tag three friends on your 50 for 50 million post. We will go to break. Still to come, I will share excerpts from the KPP Premium Newsletter and more of your questions. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership 
for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Everybody wants a secure financial future, but getting there takes strategy, discipline, and the right information. That means you'll have finance and investment questions. So don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I've always learned from you guys to look at the underlying business when thinking about a stock. That being said, I'm looking ENB. And two of the metrics, I guess, that I've come upon that are kind of confusing to me are earnings payout to shareholders and cash payout to shareholders. I've done a little research and tried to figure it out. But for instance, Enbridge's earnings payout to shareholders is 269%, and its cash payout to shareholders is 112%. Those numbers don't really make sense to me. I've tried to figure it out myself, but I didn't know if you had any thoughts and could explain that. Again, I'm just trying to figure for myself the value, I guess, of Enbridge, how good of a company it is. But anyway, thanks for all you do. I've learned a lot. Still learning every day. Listen to you every day. Hope Justin and Steve have a great day. Thanks. Bye. I appreciate the call and thank you. Um, it's difficult to get into the information that you give gave me because I got to do it on the air and I got to do it quickly and I can't. I don't have access to that in-depth financial picture. Um, as you know, I just have a snapshot of the financial health of a company, and that takes research. You, you, as you pointed out, it takes research. You got to dig for it, and you know, on the surface, those numbers don't sound that great. Enbridge, though, I like the company. Canadian company engaged in distribution of gas to 3.8 million customers in Ontario, Quebec, and New Brunswick. Um, it's going to make two dollars and twenty-two cents to share this year, two twenty-four next year. It made more last year, two eighty four. So, what's the stock worth if it's going to make two dollars and twenty four cents? A cash flow is very strong at five dollars and fifteen cents. 
The return on equity is not that strong at 10%, and they do have more debt than I'm comfortable with. They're still growing. They're growing their sales 8% in the most recent quarter. Uh, management owns 1%. Mutual funds have been... Huh, that's interesting. There were 1,681 funds owning this company a year ago, and today there's 1,681 funds. I don't think I've ever seen that before. They pay a 6.7% dividend. So can they afford to pay that dividend? That dividend's like $2 or so, and they make $2.24. So that's a pretty high payout ratio. But I do think that Natural gas is where you want to be. I do think the dividend will probably stay fairly high because the cash flow is $5.15. I'm not sure why they're carrying so much debt, but there's a variety of reasons oil and natural gas companies carry debt. Maybe they're expanding. Hopefully, that's what they're doing with all that money. But I do like the company. Um, ENB is a symbol, Enbridge, out of uh, Canada. Appreciate the call. The KPP Premium Newsletter was finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow morning. So I have a preview, a preview right now. In the market conditions sections, we explain, at the halfway point of the trading day, the S&P 500 was on track to snap a three-week losing streak. And, of course, by the end of the day, it ended strong, so it did break it, as the index was nearing 4,000 level once again. Most sectors are trading higher as well, while the 30-year Treasury yield dipped back below 44%. Overall, it seems likely that the most recent upward movement was the result of the market being broadly oversold, rather than a shift in narrative surrounding the path of interest rates. As I still, as you heard me before earlier, I think interest rates are going up. Justin thinks they're going up. Uh, and until the overall path is a different direction, I think you just got to be very careful. So the consensus view remains that the next rate hike, next rate hike, two weeks from now, will be about 25 basis points. Before, it was 50 basis points. So the Fed futures is kind of pricing in at 50 basis points. But that's odds are about 30% of that happening. So the odds are 25% more likely. Okay, there's more commentary and, and more detail in the newsletter, obviously. So, you know, if you really want more information, it's there. The February ISM number services came in slightly hotter than expected with growth in the new orders and employment ticking higher. While the prices paid component moved lower, this contrast was last week's manufacturing report. So it's a good economic report. Do you think the Fed's going to slow down interest rates with good economics reports? No, they want to slow the economy. They want to slow inflation. They want to make the economy slow down. So they're not in a hurry to change direction interest rates, no. Fed officials noted that, that if subsequent data continues to show a heating economy, it may, it may be necessary to change the upper terminal rate of interest rates, a move that would likely have a negative impact across all assets, meaning they may have to increase rates faster. They might have to, you know, there were 0.75 basis points for several number of, uh, of, of uh, meetings. And then it, now they're going to be lower. But they're saying, we may have to change direction, go higher again, faster pace. We expect the total addressable market to grow rapidly and for the company to maintain. Oh, well, that's, I moved away from where I was. So, okay. Uh, the stock ideas section. A company that provides testing equipment, including automated test equipment for semiconductors. And remember, 
They, uh, the CHIPS Act is the CHIP portion of the CHIPS Act is releasing $39 billion for chip companies to spend at the government's gift. I still disagree with that strongly, but therefore, this kind of company that provides testing equipment might do well in this kind of environment, right? So we mentioned that's why one of the things we like this company. Fundamentals for this company look exceptionally strong with a P-E ratio of 13, net earnings 26%, moderate debt levels, $2.96 billion in free cash flow. This may be a great area to take a position. Of course, we name names in the newsletter. I mean, we just don't like to hang. But we can't name them on the air. I mean, I know people would like me to do that, but we can't do that. The SEC doesn't like us to do that kind of thing. Okay, there's another company we have, a company that manufactures equipment used to fabricate semiconductors. So, you know, we kind of like that area right now. Okay? Okay, let's go back to Invest Talk Voice Bank, 888 99Chart. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Kevin calling from La Crescenta. Um, first off, I'm very excited that I was chosen as one of the 10 people to receive your newsletter um, starting this week. And I'm really looking forward to reading that. The stock I'm calling about today is SNF. That's Frank, Nancy Frank, Fidelity National Financial. They had earnings recently and gave guidance that I guess were, was lower than expected. I hold it already. And I'm just trying to see what your thoughts are as far as uh, is this a, a good price to, to add to the commission. Um, I look forward to seeing you all on the show. Thank you. Okay, it's Fidelity, Fidelity National Financial provides title insurance, escrow services, and specialty insurance primarily in California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Illinois. Uh, they're going to make four dollars and forty-one cents this year after making five thirty-six last year. The year before, eight. So num- numbers are going down. Next year, they're going to bounce to five dollars and thirty-one cents. So based on next year's earnings, five dollars and thirty-one cents, the stock is trading at thirty-eight dollars a share. So that means seven dollars, seven PE. Now, normally you would say, "Well, that's pretty cheap." Yeah, but their five-year range is four to fifteen, so it's. Not it's on the cheaper side of its range, but it's not cheap per se. Cash flow is very strong at seven dollars thirty one cents. Uh, but you really buy the stock for the dividend, four point seven percent, and four point seven percent is like you know dollar thirty five, dollar forty, and they make five dollars and thirty one cents. So they're going to easily cover that dividend, easily raise their dividend. And they don't have a lot of debt. Management owns 5%. Mutual funds own 45%. And have been uh, net sellers in the last year. Not much, but they have been sold off. So the stock is not strong, hasn't been strong. If it's not a full position in your portfolio, yeah, you can uh, you can bump it up to a full position. of, And I like 3% as a full position to me, 3% of your portfolio, because of the dividend. And it's not... Expensive, but it's not cheap either. But it's reasonably priced. So I think it can easily go back up to $50. I don't know how long, how long it'll take it. But while you're waiting, you're getting a very nice dividend. And I have no problem with that. Let's go to Edgar in San Diego. How are you doing, Edgar? Fine. How are you, Steve? I'm doing pretty well. I can't complain. Hey, great. Uh, I got into Western Union, as you know, because of the dividend. 
Uh-huh. It was about $15, and now I just start moving south. I was wondering what's your opinion, and should I get out, add to it, or stay in? Okay. Provides money transfers and payments via fi- 550,000 agent locations in more than 200 countries and territories. Western Union, W-U is the symbol. Uh, they make money. They've made money many, 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 many years. It's This is the kind of stock that you want to buy when it's cheap. When it's cheap, that's when you want to buy it because, you know, they don't grow very much um, from quarter to quarter, year to year. They, You know, it's just kind of a mm, so-so company as far as growth. Uh, the dividend yield right now is 7.3%, which is pretty strong. But the stock has fallen from $26 all the way down to $12.83. So $12.83, is that a good price to pay? Well, their range is 6 to 16 on a P.E. basis, price-to-earnings ratio, 6 to 16. They're going to make $1.64 next year. So that P.E. ratio is what? 8, 4, 12, 8, 8. So that's at the very low end of the range. I think it's a good price. I think it's a great dividend. And I would probably add to it at this point. Now, the negative is, you know, that it doesn't have growth. So don't expect a lot of growth. Okay, it may go back up to the high 20s, but that's probably about it. Okay? Appreciate the call. Thank you. Justin and I have been telling you for a while now that we are in a new market environment. Cycles are a natural part of almost everything in life. And the stock market is no different. There's bull markets, bear markets, and everything in between. So serious investors understand that they need to be able to adjust their thinking and strategies to fit the times. That doesn't mean you wholesale your sell and take everything out, buy everything new, nothing like that at all. Just have to, to adjust to the times that you're in, understand the cycles that you're in, understand where your personal risk tolerance is based on where you are in life, that kind of stuff. You know, you got to think about this. Not every day, but you got to at least consider it once a year at the very minimum. So if you don't want to do that, you're having trouble with that, you want to help with that, that's what KPP Financial is for. We're based in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County in Southern California, between LA and San Diego counties. And let me remind you that here on Invest Talk at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. So how do we implement that? Unbiased guidance. We don't buy anybody's guidance at what to do. We buy data and analyze it ourselves. We also practice parallel investing, where we buy the same thing for ourselves as we do for our clients. So we're both on the same side of the table. I like that a lot. There's not very many money managers, many registered investment advisors, many houses do that. They do just the opposite. Um, so we have various investment strategies to fit your risk tolerance. So I encourage you to take, uh, our, you can take up our offer of a free portfolio review. Now, almost all registered investment advisors will review your portfolio, but then they'll try to talk into buying something. We don't do that. We do not talk anybody into anything. We just discuss what, where you are, what's best for you, and we want to help you as best we can. So call our KPP financial offices in Irvine, California. I think after speaking with one of us after about 10 minutes, you're going to find out we are different. Uh, you know, we want to help. We really do want to help you. We will help you if you let us. 
And the sooner you contact us, the sooner you're going to get that help. So we'll take a look at your portfolio and see where we go from there. We don't have to be your, your we don't have to be your money manager. We want to be, but if you want to try and do it yourself, that's okay. As long as you understand what you're into, that's fine. I think people can do it. I really do. Okay, uh, home prices dropped six for the sixth straight month in December. And so we'll be getting January and February here shortly, January shortly. The data came from the Case-Shiller National Home Price Index, which fell eight-tenths of percent in December. Now, yearly, for the year last year, it was up 5.8%. But that, you know, that's down from 7.6% in the previous month. So it's, it's, it's ticking down. But have you noticed recently that the housing market is pretty resilient? Okay, and remember, the case shiller looks at 20, uh, 20 markets throughout the United States, and that's what they're basing their numbers are. They don't look at every market, so every market you know, is different, and you've got to check out your own market, where you are. So just don't take this as gospel, okay? Uh, a few days ago, the CHIP part of the CHIPS Act, uh, releasing a target of $39 billion to the chip companies to build in U.S. instead of outside the U.S. Now, do you think they need the money? Let me give you an example why I say they don't need the money. Why are we giving them money? Makes no sense. For instance, in 2023, okay, 2023, so far this year, they spent two, the chip industry spent $274 billion in buybacks. Last year, they spent $1.2 trillion in buybacks. And why are we offering government money at $39 billion? They have huge amounts of cash hoards. They can invest in companies. They can invest in manufacturing here. You don't have to give them money to do that. There's other ways to make them do that. There is. That's why you have tariffs and taxes. and You can do that that way. Instead of giving them our hard-earned money from us, you and me, the taxpayer, just kind of ticks me off a little bit. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. got finance and investment questions and Justin Klein and Steve Peasley are ready with their unbiased answers. Don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Chris in San Jose. Hi, Chris. Hi, Steve. How are you today? I am very good. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Thank you. I was wanting to ask you regarding... Um, your opinion on uh, 3M. I've been watching it for a while, and, and it's sitting in this, uh, I think, 52-weeks low, mm-hmm. and it pays a 5% dividend. I was wondering if what would be a good entry level. I, 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 I like it right here. I, I think it's. I think this is a really good price for 3M. MMM is a symbol everybody provides industrial tapes, adhesives, medical and office products, surveillance and communication products. They're going to make $8.75 a share this year. That's down from $10.10 a share last year. Next year, they're going to make $9.66. 3M is not an exciting growth company. It's a $61 billion company. 
So you want to buy it when it's inexpensive. You can't buy it when it's already at a 52-week high because then it's already made its run. So when do you buy it? If you really want to get into 3M, the reason why you do it is for the dividend, and the dividend is 5.4%, and you want to buy it when it's cheap. Is a dollar, uh, $111 a share cheap? Yeah, it's about 11 PE, and the five-year range is 11 to 24. Return on equity is very healthy at 38%. Management owns 1%. Mutual funds have been net sellers slowly over the last year, so that doesn't help. Uh, and there's no sales growth. It's flat. So you're not buying it for the growth or anything. You're buying it because it's cheap and you have a nice dividend. And they can afford the dividend. That's not a problem. That's about a 40% payout. And anything below 60% payout of the earnings. Payout means how much of the earnings per share do they pay out in the form of a dividend? And the earnings are $9.66. So 50% of that is $4.75. For, and, you know... <laughs> They have plenty of money to pay 5%, plenty of cash flow, plenty of earnings to do that. So I like it right in here in this price. And if it was to go lower, I'd probably buy more. 3M's not going anywhere. This is one of those stocks you put in your portfolio and you forget about it. Just be happy with the dividends. And when it gets back up to, I don't know, $180, $200 a share, you might take some off the table at that point because that's a high. Okay. So, Chris, I like it. 3M. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Okay, everybody. Uh, deals for seniors. You're a senior. I'm a senior. There's a bunch of us seniors. Not everybody's a senior, but seniors get deals, and uh, I like them. They have a cheap wireless deal for a uh, cheap wireless hearing aid deal as low as 100 bucks for seniors. You get it through Medicare. Wireless hearing aid for 100 bucks. You can't beat that deal. Okay, how about uh, also um, uh, FHA cash-out programs? In other words, reverse mortgages from the FHA. And, you know, there's no cost. doesn't cost anything for seniors. That's great. That's a great deal. Uh, new low rates for retirees for auto insurance. Same way with homeowner insurance. If you retire and you're senior, there's some great deals. You just have to look them up. You just have to, you know, find them. It's not that hard. So, I, I, you know, if you want to make your money go further, this is one of the ways you do it. Look for great deals. You know, you can't. You get tired of saying, you know, not hearing. Well, hundred bucks. You can't afford a wireless hearing aid for hundred bucks. Of course you can. So. Yeah, they got some great deals, and I think you should take a look at them. Okay, so we don't know, no one knows where the market's going to go. We're now into March. March is usually a decent month. Tax time is around the corner in April. And then we're going to get into May. May is usually a tough month. That's when the market gets more difficult. And, of course, it all depends on what direction the Fed takes. You know, what is the Fed, where are they going to go? Um, I don't know. I think they're going higher. I think you've got to be careful because the Fed's going to raise rates. Now, if they accelerate their increasing rate, then that's a big problem. That's a really big problem. Okay? I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Talk program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening. And we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. 
Please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes if that's where you download us from. Remember to follow Invest Talk on social media. Media. Follow Invest Talk on social media. And make sure you hit the like button and tag three friends on your 50 to 50 million post. Okay, that's why you get a free subscription to the KPP Premium Newsletter. Free for a year. $199 value. So we're going to wait 10 per week for the next four weeks, everybody. So do it now. Independent thinking and shared success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening, and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.